Welcome to Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Yeah, welcome back, you mean? Yes, after our little hiatus we've had. For literally one month. Yep, for one month we have been off and we're back. We are back. And it has been a time. It's been a month. So it's, much has happened in the month, though. Oh, there's gonna be a lot of stuff to so talk about. Many times, to- like, you know, I feel like we got interrupted by like a earthquake or a damn volcano. <laughs> God. Uh, but we are back. There was a lot of stuff going on um, that maybe one day we'll be able to talk about. But we're back. That's all that matters. And I know a lot of you in the platypus posse have been like, issues. where have y'all been? And it's mm-hmm. like, I wish that we could be here with you. Uh, but obviously we were doing the show, but now we are back. Yay. So our last podcast was June 3rd. Can I just uh, say we're now no, able to do this? Right, right. We didn't right. go anywhere. No, right. no we've been Still here. Up in this room. And it's not like we were like, man. Screw you guys. Right. No, we just, we, we, no, we just weren't we able to do it. Issues. Yeah. So that's about all we can say from there. But <sighs> we've just gone through so much change um, and craziness in the month of June um, in our lives with uh, Pride. Oh. Um, I think we talked about Scott. I think that was the last thing we talked about the was last, Scott's girlfriend. It's so unfortunate because the last, what we left off with was we're like, okay, so Scott's going to really get into what happened. Uh, and then everything like went dark. Right. With his new girlfriend. It was like the the worst cliffhanger <laughs> in the history of time. Uh, Scott, can you rewind your life uh, four weeks ago? Four weeks ago. Wow. Uh, actually, it was. You know, funny that you say that. Because oh. I was just talking to my girlfriend about this. Because we decided to create the date of what, like, you know, our date your, will your be. Your day, your anniversary. your anniversary. So it was. We decided it was going to be the thirtieth. So it would be May thirtieth. Mm, so okay. yeah. So yesterday we're kind of like, okay, officially been a month. Kind of just joked around, like, happy one month. I love it. I don't know if she'll listen to this before I see her, but I wanted to do something goofy for like the one month of like something really corny mm. of like, oh, happy one month. Because usually people are like a year, a couple years. I'm like. No, we made it a month. Hey, you got to celebrate what you can now. I celebrate all the little things. But, yeah, so, yeah, there's been a lot that's happened within that month. So it's been How, how it's been has awesome. the first month of you two going from a basically hookup, friends with benefits types of situation? Like, we're just chilling. Right. We're <laughs> just hanging out. The longest yeah. period of nothing's happening. We're just chilling in the history of time. Well, yeah, we definitely fought it for a long time, but it has been such an amazing month. That's like the coolest thing. I, I don't think I've had so many adventures within one small period of time as I did this past month, just mm. being with her in general yeah. and everything we've done. And literally yesterday, we're just talking about it doesn't feel like it's only been a month with our comfort level and how what we talk about and just the way we were just so close already. We're like, wow, it's only been, I guess, on the technical side of dating, it's been a month. Yeah. Reality, it's been probably like six months. Now, I was going to say, it's been I longer. It's known each other. Official. But it actually feels like it's just been way longer even than that, than six months, where I'm like, wow, I just, this level of comfort is something I am, woo, that's a lot. Wow. I feel on a whole different level. So it's just been, it's been really cool and really refreshing. And it's really nice to be able to like, we just bring things up now. Like any problem, we haven't really had any problems. And when there are like, I'm just able to bring it up and talk through it and, like, understand each other, then be fine after. It's just really cool. Are y'all it's- saying the L word yet? Oh! Like wait. the no, L-I-K-E? No, no, oh, no, no, girl. We got that a long time ago. Like, obviously, you like each other. Yeah, y'all we like We talking it. about love. No, I say, I hear that like all the time in the house, girl. <clears throat> no, we're not saying the other L word. What other like you talk? All right. No, we're not saying the Bitch, other Bitch, don't play dumb with me. <laughs> oh, okay. Have y'all said love? No, we have not said love, but, you know, I'm sure eventually it will happen. Uh-huh. I mean, <laughs> it's headed that way. I, it's a, yeah, well, I don't think it's very tut, tut. far off. It looks like love. Mm-hmm. I think what's really cool, as someone who is a silent observer, you know, <laughs> since you live at Chateau Opera. Yes. Um... I hear you laughing and her giggling way more than I've heard you have that sort of carefree attitude before. Mm, yeah. Um, and there was one day recently where Abe and I were um, upstairs um, and we had the whatever we were watching pause and we were like talking about some like adult stuff. and Some heavy shit. Right. We're like <laughs> making decisions and talking about future stuff and it's like really heavy 
And as we were like pausing for a second and thinking over some stuff, we hear. (laughs) 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 I love that. And we both looked at each other and we were like, remember that? (laughs) Remember that? Remember when we first got together and it was just like. Everything is funny. It's everything. You're just laughing and giggling over everything and everything's (laughs) exciting. And we were just like, that's so cool to be in that stage of relationship and to just everything is just so fresh and new and different. Yeah. And you're just laughing and bonding and creating these memories that'll last a lifetime. Yeah, no, that part has been spectacular because it does feel like that. And I catch myself like that where it's like literally we're just sitting there. And laughing and having conversations. It just does the whole roller coaster of all the little bits of conversation. And I have, you know, and people say, and that's one of the like comments that I love the most when people, because obviously in the fam, the listeners that really pay attention, like they've noticed how like my mood is just like shifted. And I tell her that all the time where I'm like, you know, I'm obvious, I'm a happy guy. I'm a very like positive dude. Yeah. But to be able to be all of that and then more now when I'm around you and feel even better when I'm around you. That's what I'm looking for. Mm. And that's like some of the most amazing feelings that I've ever had where I'm like, I said this to her last night. I was like, I just feel it's just amazing to be completely myself. Mm. And, you know, I've always, obviously always tried to do that. But it's just different when I don't have to really try to do it. I just notice I'm doing it. I'm like, wow, I'm me. And I could, you know, I could take her literally anywhere, any friend group, any environment, or she could take me. And it's just, there's no worry. Like, I've definitely, you know, been in the past where it's like I've gone to an event and I've worried about somebody else, like another partner, and being like, oh, God, are they going to enjoy this? Are they having fun? Mm. Are they okay? And I'd have to check, and it would stress me out and give me anxiety. But even one of the prime examples, and I'm sure we'll talk about all the things we did for Pride, but, like, Miguel's Big Gay Brunch. Mm. The f- like, one of the coolest things is that her and I would go, and, like, she just knows that it's like, hey, I'm just going to go do, I got to go do my thing. I got to go, you know, take pictures and say hello, and I want to make sure to say hello to everybody. It's tough. The, and we've said this before, mm-hmm. not to interrupt you and throw you off track, but, like, it is so tough to be a radio person's significant other. Yeah. Because we're not celebrities no. by any means. But, like, we have a weird job where we kind of are, like, we know a lot of people, even if we don't know know them. And so when you're out in public like that, you're definitely Scotty the body. Yeah. So the other person sometimes has to take a back seat. Yeah. And the, the coolest thing with it is, like, when we go out, it's like she just is quick. To just like she's just fine. She could adapt to any situation, and I never have to be like, "Are you okay?" Even like the last brunch that we did, I had a moment where I was like, "I should probably go check in" because I didn't walk in with her this time. We drove separately, and so we're up on the stage doing the thing with the drag queens. And then I was like texting, I was like, "Hey, are everything all right?" She's like, "I'm good. I'm with Miguel's fiance, Abe. Mm-hmm. They're a group yeah. of friends. I go out there to say hello. They got their whole thing going." I was like, "Wait, I'm the only one worried here. Like, I'm the <laughs> one that wants your attention. You're fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay." See y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I went feel, back to working. I feel like because, you know, she comes over to the house a lot, um, Abe has been able to sort of, like, take her and, like, be like, here's what you do. Yeah. And here's, you know, the people to talk to and how you hang out and stuff. And it's just really cool when people can adapt to that situation. I mean, even um, Boss Man Will is, um, I'm not going to put his business out there, but he's talking to someone. And it's been really cool to see him in that situation and when he was DJing the big gay brunch the very first one and the person that he's talking to um because I was off to the side of the stage and the person looked at me and was like hey can you hand this drink to Will well because Will was DJing and I was like that is such a cool thing that not everybody would think that oh they're working they need a drink and to me, it's those little things that yeah. I was like, I already like the person that Bossman Will's talking to, but I was like, that thoughtfulness right there, that just sends it over the edge. And mm-hmm. I was just like, that is so awesome to see that. Mm-hmm. And I definitely feel that with uh, your girlfriend. Yeah, it's that feeling of like, we got each other's back. And I feel that when I go out and I just, it's so nice to just not have that stress feeling of like, is everybody okay? Am I doing the right thing? And then leaving and just like, no problems at all. The weirdest thing is actually having whole weekends. And this just sounds so traumatic, but like, Whole weekends where there hasn't been a problem. Like, there hasn't been one fight, one disagreement, one argument, no negative things. Like, I've said this to her where it's like we have three days where we spent every minute together. I'm like, holy crap. Like, we're we're still hanging out. Everything was great. Yeah. (laughs) That's how it should be. I know, but it's just. At the beginning of a relationship. Like, especially at the beginning, before you do get into some of the, like, the. Uh, the the heavy cloak of responsibility yeah, and of or whatever. But, but it says a lot that it is that way. Yeah, and I just like the fact that I take notice of it where I get to leave that situation. I'm like, wow, yeah. that was so nice that everything went 
you know, when you make plans and usually it's like, God, there's a little wrench and it's like, oh, that's not going to go that way. It's like everything went right. Mm-hmm. Everything's going right. Every little bit was as great as I wanted it to be or even better. Yeah. That mm. part has been really cool to just be. And it's just, it's cool to just see it like continually to progress and get better and closer. And I'm like, wow, this thing, this thing is moving. Now, what I'm curious about is because things are going really well in that department, are you still going to therapy? Because I feel like sometimes as human beings, when something good is happening in our lives, we can be like, well, <laughs> I can put that on hold. I'm good right now. Everything's great. So are you still going to therapy or seeing your therapist? Yeah, I have still been seeing my therapist. I'm like, I think I haven't seen her in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. But she also told me like, I have to do some assignments that I haven't really been doing. Mm. And she said, whenever you get to it, like then you can call me again. And the thing is that's nice about therapy is that it can bend and flex with you. Yeah, and, and I think that's what works. I want to more so do because we were doing it weekly. And like what I don't want it to become is another thing in my brain where I'm like, got to get this done. Yeah. And I'm just going through the motions. What I really want to have happen, and this is, I talked to my therapist about this, was like, you know, right now I'm in a great state of mind. Like I have nothing I really want to bring up, right. which is fine. And then when things come up, I'm getting better at making notes. Why did I go down that track? But now at least, and I talked about it a little bit on the show, when I do have lower moments, I'm able to like really navigate to why that moment's happening and get through that moment a lot faster than before I was going to therapy. That was yes. the whole reason I wanted to go in the beginning because I was like, I just feel like I'd get trapped sometimes and I go down this negative hole and I don't want to be there and I need someone to talk to. And my therapist has just been that person to be like, yo, I'm just going to listen for a little bit. And I'm like, thank you. Yeah. And, and the thing is, not everybody needs therapy for the whole life. Yeah. Right. And it, can, it goes in seasons sometimes and, so, and depending on what things you're going through mm. or you have gone through or whatever it is. That's what I say. Like it's bendable, flexible, and it adjusts to what your needs are. Yeah. So and that's think- good that your therapist is is – that way. Yeah, she's phenomenal. I think I'm going to make it more of like a maybe three-week or a monthly thing. Yeah, that's Where fine. it's like I have a whole list of things to talk about where we're not just pulling at strings. And I finally start, you know, doing these little things that she's been asking me to do. Yeah. And I think I'm going to jump on that this weekend to finally, like, get it because she gave me some material to work on. So well, I am still seeing her. It's just been well, like a week and a half, two weeks. Holly? Hi. How you been this June? <laughs> How your June been, girl? How Come on, June bug. My June. How was my June? Um, okay, so it was good. Let me just kind of go down. You know what? Because my memory sometimes these days, I need to just look at my calendar. <laughs> She's so, like, what did I do? What did I do in what June? What happened? Um, so school ended for my daughter. That was yeah. happening around the time when we stopped doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I forgot how much I love summer break. And I don't know if all parents are the same as me. Um, and it depends, obviously, if you can do a summer camp or not. Maya's doing a summer camp for most of the summer. Like, she's got a couple days off here and there or a week here or there uh, where she's off. But it's just, like, when you don't have to worry about school, it's just there's a relief. Mm-hmm. There's a weight that's lifted. I'm like, I'm not, I don't have to be like, wait, did we have to do your test on Mozart? Is that coming up today? Oh. Like, why'd you bring your science book home? We have a test on that. Did you do your words? Did you do your math stuff? Did you It's just, mm. hey, how was camp today? Mm. Oh, girl, it was so good. Oh, that's great. What are we doing for dinner? Like, it's just, just so much better. And you don't have to worry as much about bedtime. So everything this month has been very laid back with Maya. Which I love. So that. Then got to go to, Miguel, your big gay brunch. Because mm-hmm. I missed it the first year you did it in 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I had a family reunion in Pittsburgh. Ugh. So I had to go to that. So I couldn't go to the brunch. And it was great. Except I had such bad social anxiety beforehand. Mm. It was like crippling. And I felt bad because I was like, not only was I dealing with that. But I was also dealing with the guilt of having that because I'm like, this is not about me. Mm. Stop making this about me. It's mm. about Miguel and the community. And here I am being like, help me. But also, it. I think we all deal with that at various times. We're human. We can't just um, put aside our emotions because of and- life. Because if that were the case, we should not feel anything because there are people in other parts of the world that are having real they're tr- a time. like how do i feed myself correct how do i get clean water so it's like yeah, no, you I, can't yeah. negate your feelings for other stuff right and that's how we get into trouble going back to like therapy and everything that's how you get into trouble in the first place yeah. mm-hmm. so i uh i addressed it i saw it i had some drinks had a lot of drinks yeah that mm-hmm. first time yeah oh, that first time cuz it was again i had i was nervous and then it ended up being super fun yeah and then it was just like 
what the fuck do I do now? This is a Sunday <laughs> afternoon, and I'm acting like it's a Saturday night at the club. Yeah. But it was a really good time, and I'm really glad that we got to do that throughout the month of June. Um, and so that was that was that. I'm going through my I'm going through my She's thing. Like, Let's see. Let's see what else is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I my mom has had like some backs and forths with her medical stuff, like. It's just compounding. So that's an exhausting part of my life, especially because she mixed up her meds like halfway through June because she thought it was Saturday. It was Friday. It was like she missed a day. She took way too many medications in one day and she was like a mess, had like wandered over to the neighbor's house thinking she had to take the dog out, but didn't want to take the dog out. So she thought to herself, I'm going to go to the neighbor's house and see if they'll take the dog out. Mm. Of course, not logically thinking that you're still now taking the dog out. Right. It was just, it was a mess. Oh. Ah, so we're just I'm I'm starting to try to look into some long-term solutions for that. I'm not there yet. I'm just like starting. And then, you know, I've got some we have some good MNH fan members um on social media who have offered some suggestions and then one of them is like, "Well, don't do this because this could be a scam." And it's actually very difficult to navigate. Yeah. This whole it is. uh being the caretaker of your parent thing. Because I don't know. Right. You're not an expert at that field. And so it's hard to know what decision is the right decision because exactly. you want them, your parents, to be comfortable. And safe. Right. And there's money involved. Yeah, so there's don't just get scammed. all these things to go into. So that's an, a, like a very heavy thing that has been going on through June. Um, and then I also did get to go uh, last weekend up to Cleveland for my childhood best friend's wedding yeah and just traveling was so exciting mm, yeah, like going to the airport mm-hmm. and like getting all the stuff figured out with flight and like checking into the hotel which i was thinking to myself so that was end of june 2021 we did that and it was a great time my person and i had such a blast and just it was a great experience for us to have as a couple but it was a great experience to have with my friend and mm. it was so special mm-hmm. um so, but I was thinking in perspective. So last year at this time, the two of us had gone over to Orlando as like the first dipping the toe in the waters of, you know, going out during the pandemic. Right. Because Universal had opened back up. So we were like, we're going to Orlando. And we stayed at a hotel. And you would have thought that we were like some kind of like containment team. <laughs> Like, we <laughs> packed our own Lysol. Oh we, gosh. like, rubbed down everything in the hotel, like, masks and hands. And just traveling a year later is just so different. Oh, my gosh. So different. I so bet. that's both interesting and cool as we work through that perspective. Um, and then what was the other thing I was going to bring up? Oh, holy shoot. Let me think about it. <laughs> what was the other thing in June? Holy shoot. Oh, the other thing I was going to talk about was this happened yesterday. Oh. Um, I went and met with uh, an attorney about a will. Oh, um, how much do I get? Uh, you don't get anything. <laughs> <laughs> However, welcome to this. You are part of it. Oh, oh wow. That's a big yeah. Oh. Yeah, you're like my third in command, basically. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's like the, the chain of command with the president passes away. Yes. And it's like, I'm like the speaker of the house. You are. You're the speaker of my house. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So what happens, and I think this is fine to talk about, right? Like, I'm yeah. like I don't know. But um, I so, so. My, I'm saying yes like I know. I'm I, like, yeah, I'm a lawyer, like, girl. Oh, yeah. My law degree, yeah, of course. I think it's fine. But my best friend, Erin, she, I believe, also reached out to you because she she's did. no, we actually had this conversation on the podcast like two or three months ago where mm. both of us were like, we should put something together. <laughs> How do we do it? And then she reached out to both of us separately and was like, just take my hand and I will do this. <laughs> like, mm. let me help you. Yes. So I went with her. Uh, she works at, she's a paralegal at a big law firm in Tampa. And so I went yesterday, absolutely freaked out. Oh. Mm. Because I'm like, I don't know things. Right. I don't have anything prepared. Like, I don't have documentation on my home mm. or my benefits at work. Like, I, I know it's not right to do this, but I believe I'm not in the minority here where you sign up for like life insurance through this place or that place or, um, you know, like a 401k or an IRA. You have these things. And again, I realize if you are an altogether person that knows exactly what's going on, you think that I'm a dumbass right now. But I don't know what's going on most of the time. Most people aren't, I feel like. unless there's a you, lot going on. Yeah, unless you work in that industry, right. it's, there's nothing that says... 
Here's what you do to be an adult financially. There's no. not. And you know what? It's not it's not even something that you deal with on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis. Right. So you really have to figure out a time and sit down and go teach yourself these things. And mm. like who's doing that? Right. I'm like, well, I have them in place. They just run. Right. But how does it work all together? Yeah. How does it work? How does it affect me? Did I sign up for the right thing? What right. is even the right thing? Right. I don't know. So that's why I was partly like terrified to go have this meeting. Um, and he did ask a lot of like intense questions about like, you know, well, life insurance, what do you have with this? And I was like, I'm oh. so sorry, but I don't know the answer to that question. So I'm going to do some research. Um, and then he asked about, you know, savings accounts and things like that. And then since I have a minor child, this is the one of the main reasons that I really wanted to get on this um, now, because obviously you hope nothing would ever happen. Right. That's what everyone hopes. That's what everyone wants. But we all know th- sometimes things do happen. Yes. Um, you know, we all do. We know, we know this. So I was like, well, I would rather face that because some people don't even like to think about that and be like, well, it's not going to happen to me, so I'm just not going to plan for it. Mm. I'm like, let me be an adult enough to say, no, I don't want to have to think about this, but I'm going to do it in case the unthinkable happens. Yes. That way my kid is protected. Right. Yes. Well, and especially in that case. I mean, we all should have it, but when you have a kid, you just never know. And over the past year and a half, we've just going into 2020 no one could have predicted where we would be at this point a year and a half in right so it's best to just be as prepared as possible when you have a kid and you want to make sure that they are covered no matter what happens exactly and like it especially i mean it and then again so you have a kid maybe you are in a marriage and everything is like you're a unit that's even a little bit like i'm a single parent still you know like my Maya's father and I are divorced. So that's a whole nother thing. It's a whole nother thing. So I was like, let me put some things in place that I know Maya will be protected and things will go, uh, my things will go according to how I would like for them to go for her. So we, we were probably in there for at least an hour and a half just talking through. And it was mainly him talking. Right schooling me in the, in the, like, the nicest kindest yeah, like funniest way possible about like what all, like how to be an adult basically right so we went through all this stuff and um in, rather than getting into all of the little you know things about it you can you know, go find a lawyer and do it yourself i mean honestly it's it's fascinating but um there needs to be some i don't know how it all to talk about this but uh so there needs to be all plans in place right mm-hmm. and do you want like, who do you want to handle things that may be in a trust or something after the fact? Oh, Lord. To manage all this mm-hmm. also after the fact. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we talked through all that. And putting all the technicalities aside, you do need to name some people. So, you know, what I did was uh, I put my brother, because he's like a, the closest blood relative I have, and I figured that's probably a good idea. Right. Um, And then in second second position I put my partner because he probably knows me right now probably the best mm-hmm. in the, the how things that I would like and wouldn't like and things like that and then Miguel I put you as a third person Boom. because I was like yeah because then you have to think kind of like Game of Thrones or something or right. whatever where you're like okay what if something happens to my brother on the same time and like what mm. if my my person something terrible has happened to him right. like then what right uh, you the you it but then there's also different things they're not always a list of things sometimes there's like a 1a 1b and they're together and then the third is like a tiebreaker of sorts uh, so there's all kinds of ins and outs that you have to wow. think about and then you have to find like a person with the minor child situation where let's say she grows up and now she's got a seat at the table in her own situation Mm -hmm. in her own trust with all these other things and something happens with the three of you like i don't know what that would be maybe somebody dies maybe some something something happens but maya needs advice and for some reason feels that that she can't go to the three of you Mm -hmm. so then there's like a i can't remember what the term is like um administrator or something i don't it's not that attorney no 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 that's a whole different thing Mm. this is just someone like an overseer of of all the things right um 
And so I was like, I'm going to put my friend Erin in that because I don't, mm. she knows what she's talking about. Right. And I definitely know she would always try to do right by Maya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like all these people you got to figure out. Wow. It's crazy. And so like I am still reeling from all of that as we uh. now will take steps to put these things in place. But I feel good because at least I took the first step. Yes. Right. Which right. is hard. Mm-hmm. It, it, it really is. It's so difficult. Mm. I, I, was very panicked about it, but I'm still panicked. But at least we took the first. Yeah, at least you started. The momentum mm-hmm. has now taken off. Yeah, yeah. That, that's all. That's all that. What you need to do with those sort of situations is with anything in life, you never can look at it and say, "I have to have it all completed." It's like, all right, let's just go get some information, right? And then we can start from there. Because um, I, Aaron, reached out to me, and we're gonna wait until after Abe and I are married. Absolutely, which is what you should do. Right, because we're like a lot of stuff is changing in the next few months, and so we're like, let's just get everything settled, get married, um, all that, and then we can start that process well, of it, figuring it out. It wouldn't even make sense to do it now because right. let's say you even started individually doing that. Right, you're gonna have to change everything. Right, once you get married. Right, it's not worth it. So no. once you do though. It's a fascinating process, Oof. and you have to make some weird decisions. Oh, God, I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> Nobody's ready! He's ready, but you got to do it. It's crazy. So anyway, wow. other than that, I mean, I've been pretty good. <laughs> it's like I'm here. <laughs> I've, I've wrapped up June. That's it. It's June. Uh, my June has been a uh, cataclysm of good stuff, great stuff, and really sad stuff. Mm. Um, if you don't listen to the show um, and haven't kept up, I lost my grandmother mm-hmm. this month or in June. Um, and it has been a weird, I don't know if weird is the word. It's been a complex labyrinth of emotions. Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Last Man. Labyrinth. 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 Um, but no, that's a, that's actually a good way to say it because there's so many different twists and turns to your emotions. Absolutely. Because every time you come around a corner, there's like a different emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always prided, not rightfully so, myself on being a strong person and just sort of, you know, when there's a tough situation, I just sort of put, plant my feet and I'm mm-hmm. saying, let's just get through it. Yep. Let's just go through, let the wind knock us. Or try to knock us down. We're just going to stand strong and do it. Yeah. And when my mom called me a few weeks ago, and and I've it was a phone call that I always dread, and I always thought it would come at like you know, ten o'clock at night or something like that. And I was literally just came from the post office to buy some stamps for the stickers we send out to the Platypus Posse. And my mom called me, and I just thought it was going to be something random that she was asking about. And I, and I could as soon as I said, "Hey, mom," I could hear it, and I was like. And she started to walk me through what happened. And it was a weird moment of emotion for me because I've never been, uh, like, stopped dead in my tracks. Mm -hmm. Where, like, I literally, as she was telling me this, I remember I was like, you need to breathe. Mm -hmm. Like, breathe. Like, breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth. And she was like, where are you? And I was like, well, I'm in the parking lot of the post office. She goes, where's Abe? And I'm like, well, I'm sure he's working right now. She goes, okay, are you okay? And I'm like, I, yes, do what you need to do. Call me back later. So then I just like sat there for like five minutes. I couldn't even touch my steering wheel. Yeah. And I was just like, I just don't even know right now. And then Abe called me because my mom called Abe and was just to be like, hey, wherever he is, just make sure he's okay. Right. So he called me. He was like, are you okay? And I was like, yes, I'm fine. And we were having some stuff done at the house so I couldn't go home. And so I was like, I, I, I'm going to go work out. So I literally, like, got myself together. I went and I stopped at Wawa. I got some water. And I sort of just, like, calmed myself down. And then I went to work out and just sort of, like, put it away. Yeah, sometimes you do need something familiar like that to right. do it. Just to go through the motions. Yeah. Just to say hi to everybody, do the stretches, go through the workout. And then at the end of it... um, Tammy, one of our my workout partners, she was like, are you okay today? And I, we, as we were walking out, and I was like, well, just got the phone call right before we walked in that my grandmother passed. And she was like, oh, my God. And she hugged me, and it was so nice. And I started crying. And I yeah. was like, oh, well, I got to deal with this when I. Yes. Oh. Yeah. So then the next few days, it was just a, um, 
a jungle of phone call, not jungle, a, a jamble of phone calls, and uh, I had to put help put together the program for the funeral and talking to cousins and aunts and uncles and getting everything arranged. Um, and then we went up to Atlanta for my grandmother's funeral, and that is was just such a crazy experience because I normally like see my family every other year for Christmas. Yeah. Because we flip flop between Abe and I in Buffalo and Atlanta for mm-hmm. the holidays. And so usually we spend about three hours at one of my uncle's houses for Christmas. There's lots of awkward, you know, so how's it going? How was your year? Yeah. Good. And then we're like, all right. And then there's always that one person that's like at five o'clock. They're like, well, all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been great Christmas. They scooch their seat back and they, well, well. It's like they slap their knee on their, their hand on their three, knee. Three, two, and one, like, countdown. All right, and everyone's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah look okay. at the time. Yeah, it's time to go. So we were all just there and in it. And that Monday that I drove up, so I ended up driving to Atlanta because I knew I'd have to like use my car to cart people around or whatever it needed to whatever needed to be done and used mm-hmm. for my car to be used. Yeah. So I left that Monday morning and drove straight to the funeral home where the viewing was. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've never been to a viewing before. Like when my cousin, you know, my cousin passed away. I don't think that I went to the viewing. I think that I just went to the funeral because I don't know that just it's, it's weird for me. Yeah. And so my mom like needed my help. And so I drove, got like literally got off the road, went straight into the viewing and my mom was like, are you ready? And I was like, do I have to? Like, I it's don't. Hard. I just. So then, like, I don't know. It's just the whole practice of it is just weird. Like, it just. Because in my mind, I was like, I don't. Because it just looks like she's sleeping. Like, yes. Yeah. You yeah. just think they're going to be like. Hey. Right. Yeah, it's so odd. It was just weird. And it just like. And it like she had like. Cause my my grandmother's known for her smile and her cooking. And that's why everyone says, like, my smile is like hers because my grandma is, like, super smiley. And so it almost ha- looked like she wanted to smile. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's what freaked me out the most. And that's why I was just like, I can't, mm. like, just look. So then we did we do that. And then we're just, like, sitting in the room as people are coming to visit. Yeah. And that it was just the whole situation to me. I just felt like I feel like I'm out of body and, like, I'm looking at a TV show or something because, like, it's the whole situation felt weird. But what was comforting and nice is a bunch of people from the church that I grew up in. Uh, they came by to pay their respects because the funeral was on a Tuesday. So there were a few people that were like, I can't get off of work uh, to come, but I can come after work Monday to the viewing just to pay my respects. Yeah. And that's I think that's part of the reason. Maybe not for like the open cat, but they do have a viewing of sorts or some sort of service during a week. And it's usually in the evening so that people who can't make it to the funeral can at least pay respects. Right, exactly. And so that was, like, really cool to see people that I haven't seen since I left for college. And for these people to see me now as, like, a grown-ass adult with, mm-hmm. like, gray in my beard and, like, fully grown, um, some of them were just like, whoa! Like, yeah. It's really weird when you get older and people you used to know as kids are adults. Even now, to me, when I know, when I see people that I like babysat for or whatever, and I'm like, I'm sorry, you're an adult with children? Yes. And it's the same for older people with us. Mm -hmm. Weird. It is. And even one of my cousins, um, there's like a group of us that were born in the 80s, and my cousin Shari, she is two or three years younger than me. And like in my mind, she was always, like, my little sister. Like, it's little Shari. And, like, here she comes, like, grown uh, with her two kids. Oh, wow. Right. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, yes. where's time gone? It goes. Um, And it just, it really felt, to me, it almost kind of felt like when you watch the first couple seasons of This Is Us and you see Mandy Moore put oh. on like the the like the makeup to look older. Yeah. And like just seeing some of the people that I just saw that they were in their prime when I was young and now it looks like they just put on extra makeup for yes. scenes. Yes, and you're like I figured you'd look like that older? Right. But now you actually do. Right. Weird. It was just it was so weird, but it was sweet to see everybody. There was Let's see if I want to talk about this. Um 
Well, I'll go here for the podcast. Um, what I didn't like about the viewing. Oh. And I haven't talked about this on the show because it's like it's it's kind of touchy and it was very frustrating for me and because it's about religion. Mm. So I grew up in the Seventh-day Adventist church. Yeah. And it is like it's, it's a Christian religion and the beliefs are in how we they interpret the Bible and the commandments are a little bit different. Um, it's sort of like the Jewish faith where, like, the Saturday is the Sabbath. So, like, growing up, I went to church on Saturday. Right. And by sundown Friday to uh, sundown Saturday, that was the Sabbath. And so on that day, you don't spend money, you don't watch TV, you don't do anything because you're supposed to rest. Right. And worship the Lord. So it's 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 a little strict in that way where, like, growing up, with my grandmother, I couldn't do a lot of things on Friday nights. Like, that's why I feel like I, when I got to college, I was so, and what? even now I like, like to run deep with friend groups because I missed out on all of that growing up because mm-hmm. on Friday nights I was at home by myself because it was the Sabbath. Yes. I get it. A lot of us, <laughs> I think all of us in my church that I went to that were uh, in this like sort of like 83 87 time period we were born because my church was small and like like my grandma was one of the founding members of my church um or like the physical church oh um none of us are in the religion anymore i don't believe like i think some of them like still kind of like go every now and then but no one is like hardcore like our parents were or like my grandmother was yeah so but a lot of people older people in the religion like respect that and they're like hey we hope that you come back and we hope that one day you know you'll feel the called or compelled to come back um and scott let me know if you need to get back on no you're good okay and so there was a woman that came to pay her respects that i hadn't seen since i was probably in elementary school and she was like oh my gosh i remember you used to run around with your grandma all the time because everyone from the religion knows me as miss cole's grandson because i was on her hip all the time growing up well and yeah she was such an iconic person for you because she helped raise you right and i was with her all the time and so the lady goes and this is as we're like in the room where my grandmother's laying and there's other people there she was like are you in the faith still and i was like no not really i don't really feel like going into that a lot right now yeah, not the time right not the place and she goes oh well and this is where mm. like i could my anger started yep and she and this is where i was like this is so disrespectful she goes well do you want to see your grandma in heaven oh god Jeez louise and i was like well obviously yes <laughs> And so one of the tenets of our religion, and if you are Seventh-day Adventist, I'm sorry if I'm not explaining this correctly because it's been a long time since I've been the, you know, you have Sunday school, we have Sabbath school. Yeah. And and what we grew up believing is that when you die, like my grandmother right now in my religion is sleeping. She's not in heaven. She's not in hell. We believe, and don't even ask me any scriptures because this is just from what I remember, the shorthand version, is you are sleeping when you die. And then when God comes back, if you are going to heaven, you rise up. Yeah. Um, and then you go to heaven with Jesus. Okay, so you're like l- literally laying in wait. Right. Like you're sleeping. Like you you know nothing. You're just you're basically sleeping. You're not dreaming. You're just asleep. Okay. That's, All right. I'm, there's more I to it. I have never known that. Okay, uh, that's yeah. interesting. There's more to it, but that's about what I remember. Okay. And she was like, "Well, do you want to go to heaven when your grandmother rises up and Jesus comes back?" And I was like, "Well, of course." And then she starts to, like, go on this 20-minute long sermon, basically, about how I need to come back. And here's what she did when she lost the faith. And even my mom, who's not in the religion anymore, she got frustrated and was like, oh, hey, here's your cousin that you haven't seen in years came in. And she pulled me out of the room. And lady was just sitting there waiting for me to come back. And then as soon as I walked back into the room, hopped back onto the story. And I was like... This is why young people of our generation have left religion. I'm not saying religion is bad. No. I'm saying that religion is there. My That church and the way that the church family loved my grandma, like I always knew it 
because I was there, but I forgot because I've been gone for so long. But yeah. seeing all these people that I grew up with, it, that I love, that have known me since I was born, it was so comforting to see them. Mm-hmm. But to have someone sit there, as I'm sitting there with my mom, who I don't get to see often, with cousins I don't get to see, try to basically make me feel guilty over my grandmother's death, I wanted to be like, this is why young people have left the church, because it's guilt. Mm. It's guilt. If you would have just said, hey, here are some great things that we do. Maybe, you know, we've progressed in these ways in the religion and here's what we offer. We'd love to see you. Maybe when you come back, you can come visit, stop by. That's a whole different thing. But to sit there while my grandmother is in that room and to try to make me feel guilty. Yeah. That I I was so I was like seething with anger. Yeah. But I was trying to like be calm and like not show it. And I was just like, thank you. Thank you. And then the cherry on top, she was like, well, let me get your number so I can help you. And just I'll just text you some encouraging things. Ay, ay, ay. I just mm. that and that's what makes me angry is that it took away from the day. Yes, yes. absolutely. Because then that's all I was just I was so You're wrapped up in that mad for mm. the rest of the day. Oh, I'm mad for you. That I was just like, why? Like, this is why people don't come back to religion sometimes it's like i love what it does yes. how it makes you feel and the good parts about it mm-hmm. but it's that i'm gonna make you feel guilty and for not doing everything pretty yeah. universal with most religions i mean the the strictness of the most religions and right. then the guilt that comes with it and i guarantee in that lady's head she was like i'm doing the I'm best changing him. right oh yeah and that's oh, yeah. exactly what she was doing. And, like, let's not even get into the psychological uses of guilt and, um, you know, feelings of shame and all this stuff and how much they're tied to many religions. Right. It's just so sad and frustrating. And I'm so angry for you that someone would 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 try to take over that day. Right. Right. It is not your place. I guarantee you that, like, this lady... Think who's thinking she's doing such a good job? Like probably I don't know if you have like pastors or preachers we do or, have a or pastor. pastor. Mm-hmm. Like I guarantee you, the pastor probably wouldn't have even sat you down for twenty minutes and given you a sermon about this. Yes, one of the pastors, one of my favorite pastors uh, growing up, because I always feel like if he weren't a pastor in our religion, he would have been a comedian. Because mm. he's just he like as soon as he because he got up to uh, do like the the welcome. And as soon as he got his name is Pastor Howard, as soon as he got up, like I put a smile came on my face. Yeah. Because I always know that he's going to make any situation lighthearted. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. And I saw him and uh, I stood up to uh, speak um, when they get when you could give remarks. And I could see as soon as I got up, he saw me. We locked eyes and his face lit up because I used to always hang out with him growing up. Oh, yeah. nice. Um, and then after the ceremony, everything was like really crazy. And he was like, can I get your number? I'd love to like see where you are and how your life is. And I was like. I would love to talk to him as a person, person. Yes. as a human being. And he would do that. Right. Like, he didn't try to say, wait, who's that white man standing next to you? Uh, are you gay now? Like, oh what are you God, doing? No. Come to G-. Like, it was just like, who are you as a person? Right. Um, but outside of that, the ceremony or the the service was just, it, it, was, it was funny and it was uh, awe-inspiring as well. Mm-hmm. To see, because my grandmother was a person who didn't like accolades. Like, I take a lot from her of being, like, quiet and patient. I don't take humbleness from my grandmother. No. That's, she, <laughs> that's a little different. That's a trait I did not take from her. Oh, Lord. Um, But she's very humble, and she never wanted credit for anything she did. And she would in- actively encourage people to not give her credit or shine the spotlight on her. And so to see her finally get her moment yeah. to where all these people that have known her for years and talk about her amazing cooking and how everybody loved it and her smile and how she was like the bedrock of the church that I grew up in. That's beautiful. It was just, it was really cool and awesome to see. And one of the most powerful moments to me that took me back to sort of childhood was at the very end when they were about to close the casket And my mom and my uncles and aunts, there's five of them, they all stood up to help them close the casket. Mm. And to me, it sort of felt almost like 
watching the Avengers, you know, like, yes, because these are the uncles and aunts that I grew up with. And like, if I go back to little Miguel and thinking about Uncle Tyrone and Philip and David and Auntie Mary and all, like they were these larger than life figures that could do anything. Yeah. And to see them together again and just their backs as they're huddled together. Yeah. That was just a really cool visual that I wish I could have gotten that in a frame because they never are like that and they're never together on the same page. But it was really cool to see that visual and to sort of have that burned into my mind um, from from the surface. I love that. That gave me chills. It was just it was really, really cool to see. So all in all, it was a beautiful experience. Um, and there was just a comedy of errors that yeah. happened during the service. But my grandmother, like she would have laughed at it. Like yeah. she would have been like. They don't know what they're doing. They don't like the stuff. The thing, like the microphone was off, and then they picked a song at during the slideshow. It was just, it was, it was funny. It was great though. So it was all in all a great experience, and I'm glad that I got to experience it and sort of reconnect with those people in my 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 family, mm-hmm. and for Abe to be there as well with me because he flew in for the day. Um, and then there's one last story I have, and then we'll gotta go. Um. Back to the religion part. To me, this is this brought me comfort in an older religious person trying to come to where I am. So in the program, they have usually for an obituary, you have like the name of like, you know, uh, Lydia Cole leaves behind a host of kids and grandkids and they listed our names and it was Miguel fuller and then it has in parentheses like their partner yeah and my mom was very insistent that they put abe um and so abe's name was printed in there that's awesome and so i'm sure everybody there was like if they don't if they don't know they know now they know now (laughs) like for the older ones that aren't on social media they were like Oh. oh, I wish there was like one old black lady that was like, is that a show for Abel? <laughs> I don't know why that would be. Annabelle. Yeah. Is that, what you said? <laughs> A-bell. Is that what you meant? Right. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, but after we were leaving um, the, uh, the chapel for the service and getting into like the limos and cars to go to the grave site, um, some of the older people from my church, they were like coming up to me to be like, oh, my God, it's so good to see you. Haven't seen you since you left for high school. Um, and one of them, her name was Miss Hines, and I absolutely loved her so much growing up. And I uh, hung out with her son, Richie, forever. She came up to me and she was like, oh, my gosh, it's so good to see you. She was like, make sure you come back up here before you got to come back up here for a service for me like this. (laughs) And I was like, I know Miss Hines. And then she was telling me about how my grandma, they used to, her nickname for some of her friends were GPS because my grandma knew Atlanta before the highways. Oh. And so she knew all the side streets and she could tell you where to get anywhere in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, And she was trying to tell me the story real quick. And I'm like, all right, Miss Hines, they're trying to get me to get into the thing. And she goes, wait, before you go, who's this? who's this friend over here? Oh. And because what would happen is that Abe knew that I was, I didn't tell him not to do this, but I'm like, I just don't know if I'm ready to have this conversation each time with a new person I need for my past to be like, yes, I'm gay. This is my fiance, Abe. Yeah, that's exhausting. Right. Like, I don't want to have to do that. So Abe would just sort of like step to the side a little bit. And she was like, no, who is he? Who who are you? He's like up in your face. Right. And I was like, well, this is Abe. And she shook his hand and was like, well, it's so nice to meet you. Make sure to take care of Miguel. And I was like, that was just so sweet that in her way, she was like, I see you and I still love you. I'm acknowledging this. Yes. And I just, I, to me, that was a really cool moment. That was a really cool moment. So that's outside of the Miguel's Big Gay Brunch. That's been my June. That that was a lot. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, before we go, I do want to read one quick email that we got. Oh. Um, this came a month ago. Wow. And so since we couldn't do the podcast, I'm now just able to read it and see it. Oh, okay. okay. Here's an email from a Platypus Posse member. Hey, nice. PP. Dear Miguel, Holly, and Scotty. <clears throat> I wanted to take a moment and thank you deeply from the bottom of my heart for being brave enough to share your stories on your podcast. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but every single positive review you guys have had about your podcast have one thing in common, the connection the listeners have with your authenticity and vulnerability. In 2018, when Viola Davis won her first Oscar for her performance in the movie 
offenses, she mentioned how grateful she was that she became an artist because that is, quote, the only profession that celebrates what it means to live a life. You guys are artists. Your show does just that. Celebrate what it means to live a life. That is the magic and the essence of your podcast. The reason why it is so profoundly special. Your podcast is the representation of what it means to live a life. It's filled with the stories of your experiences living through triumph, trauma, dreams come true, regret, fear, love, loss, hopefulness, and heartbreak. It represents what it means to be human, what it means to grow and change your mind, what it means to dream and heal. And that, my friends, has a value that is impossible to quantify. The three of you are so different, yet so inspiring in your own light. Each on every one of you brings a unique and necessary energy to the show. Every one of you have a heart made of gold. And to me, it's an honor that in light, I'm sorry. And to me, it's an honor that life was kind and generous enough to make me, oh gosh, coincide in this, coincide in this lifetime with such beautiful spirits as you guys are. My biggest wish for the three of you is that you see the infinite possibilities your life has in store for you, that you tell yourselves kind words, that you never stop dreaming, that you never let a horrible situation in life make you think that life is just that pain and disappointment because mm-hmm. life can be so hard sometimes you guys are light you guys are worthy of love health prosperity and success and i hope you can hold on tightly to those thoughts when your life gets a little bit heavy i'm sending you guys a big hug, hug filled with the best energy mm. thank you for the inspiration and thank you for the laughs i love you guys so much with love and respect Raphael. Did we meet Raphael at the first brunch? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Raphael, that was... I don't even have words. Yeah. I just want to... I, I want to, like, print it out and, yeah. like, put it somewhere. Yeah. To, like... Because I'm hearing it, but I'm also, like... That sounds like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back next week. <laughs>